Hello, and welcome to Steve and Rollins Beer Podcast. Number 163. 163. Anything interesting you can tell me about that number? That's funny you should ask that, Roland. Do you know the Road Traffic Act of 1988, section 163 is the power of police to stop vehicles. Wow. A person driving a mechanically propelled vehicle on a road must stop the vehicle on being required to do so by a constable in uniform or a traffic officer. A mechanically propelled vehicle? Or a person riding a cycle on the road must stop the cycle by the said constable and traffic officer again. If the person fails to comply with this section, he is guilty of an offence. Oh. Section 163. It's my favourite section of the Road Traffic Act 1988. You're all about the Road Traffic Act. I am all about the Road Traffic Act. See, transport themed again. (laughs) Don't drink and drive, kids. Just do the drinking. Just do the drinking. Do the driving during the day, the drinking during the night. Speaking of numbers, we've got a brew-by number on this week. Mm. It's not 163, though, is it? It's 106, or 0106. Hmm. Um, I don't like brewed by numbers numbering system. I'm Why? confused by it. You are quite easily confused. I am quite easily confused. But we do have a brewed by numbers glass that you're pouring it into. I do. I found your brewed by numbers glass wherever you got that from. From brewed by numbers when I sent them some coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice swap. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like very, coffee. very big glass, isn't it? Like kind of quite a domey. It is. Kind of. It is. It's a two thirds to the line one though, so it's not that big. It's, just got a, it's got a big head. I quite like the shape of it. Yeah, one. no, I quite like the shape. What do we think of their branding? I quite like Brew by Numbers branding. Yeah. It's always very recognisable. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the the two parts to it, the two numbers. Um, I'm not sure it always works for me, but that's not kind of the point, I guess. As a branding, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their logo. I do like their logo yeah. very much. I think it's very simple, very clean. Um, I don't know whether brewed by numbers is seen as a negative or a positive, but uh, um, yeah. it's one of those ones of I think the first time you hear the name, you have a bit of a question: is this a positive thing? Yeah. Um, when you understand what's behind it, I think it's a really mm-hmm. it's a good thing. But no, I agree. I agree. Um, I I mean their branding I find very um, although it's very simple, it's very unique to them yeah. in lots of ways, and it is it is quite distinguishable. Um, I like that there's not too much rubbish on it. Um, yeah. Um, so it's a saison. It is, and it has. Uh, how do I pronounce it then? Come on, Motueka. Motueka hops and lime zest. Yeah. A bit worried about the lime zest. Um, saisons. Yeah. I have a I have a mixed relationship with saisons. Yeah, I think that's a fair station. I, I'm a big fan, but no, you're, you've I, been I a bit like, of a... when I like them, I really like them. Yeah. But when I don't like them, I really don't like them. And what's it about ones you don't like? I find that they just get too farmhousey. They get too kind of like barnyardy, kind of like dirty. Yeah. Um the spiciness gets replaced with like almost like a cow mucky flavour. Well I guess like Saison is, is traditionally a very broad broad house, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in there. And the ones that we I mean because of course Saison is just the yeast, isn't it? It's Well say Saison's just a word for a summer a summer beer. Okay, I thought it was a different yeast for it. They tend to use... I think it's become synonymous with particular yeast over here that, that tend to be very peppery. Yeah. Uh, that said, really, it just means it's a Belgian word for a summer beer. 
okay. farmhouse beer that would have been brewed in farmhouses for workers to have in the summer, nice and refreshing. Um, but really, it was it was a very broad term, and we've kind of when it's been reproduced, it tends to be reproduced with this yeast that produces that that peppery flavour. But sometimes they use stuff like Brett and so on that can get a bit funky or a bit sour or because it's kind of such a broad a broad church people interpret it quite differently depending on who it is okay um the spiciness i do i, I do tend to like in them a little uh, and you can definitely smell the spiciness on this one yeah um, and it really does have that classic saison aroma to it like a little bit of florals going on a whole heap of pepper and spice um, mm. so tell us a bit about brewed by numbers before we dive I, into the beer so, Brewed by Numbers was started by Tom Hutchins and Dave Seymour. Um, Tom was helping out the Colonel early on when the Colonel got started. Dave had been in Australia and New Zealand and seen what they were starting to do with beer over there. Got into that. They met rock climbing on a tour of Asia. Of all the places to meet. Um, Hipster city! <laughs> Um, but then they kind of got back to the UK and decided that they fancied home brewing and obviously Tom, knowing the guy that the Colonel was kind of being supported by them to get into that kind of side of stuff and they decided they wanted to set up they um, that was in August 2011 that they started the home brewing by November 2012 they'd got approval to start selling beer that they were brewing in their basement um, and really excited to kick off in 2013, when Brewdog said, we really like what you're doing, and we're going to give, lend you some money to support you. But it, it's kind of a deal, that one of the, the Brewdog development fund type stuff, where they put okay. some money in for some shares, they then sold the shares back more recently to them, so it's still now fully owned by Brew by Numbers again, um, and they've now become quite well well recognised, well known, I, would, I think it's fair to say. Isn't they moved cool though? Yeah. I, I like... I, I, I think, you know, Brewdog get a lot of bashing um, from us as well, from as others. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's been a real change in direction, but isn't that cool that they're helping other brewers actually get up and going? I think it's really easy for people to be cynical about this, but at the end of the day, they put some money in to help somebody who's going to end up being a competitor. Yeah. And that's something that, that so many big, big breweries, so many breweries even their position, would never do. You, know. you can you can view it that way that they're building a competitor. Or they can, you look at it; they're building a supplier, though, because yeah. of their bars. They're building diversity yeah. in, the, in the business. That we that, that's what they're about, isn't it? Is yeah. having that that range of stuff that tastes different and. But also, it's about, it's not it's looking at the competitor as not being another <laughs> craft, but like um, it's about. Yeah. You know, the bigger breweries is the ones that they want to, you know, they're yeah. the competitors. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that have got the big market share that they want to get bits of. So, and I think that's very, very cool. Hat, hat tip there to uh, to the BDs. Yes, indeed. Um, the Colonel, so originally the guys were looking to move into a railway arch and they looked at Battersea. Mm -hmm. Bit expensive, didn't work out as a deal. And then the guys uh, at the Colonel said, why don't you come move in next to us? They'd already got some other kind of, you know, artisan type producers around there, mm -hmm. but the only other brewery was Partisan. Yeah. So they were the third brewery set up there in that Bermondsey Mile yeah. bit now that's now become just kind of famous. Become infamous. a Saturday afternoon stumble for many, many of it. <laughs> yes, many indeed. Of, many a beer drinker. Um, yeah, and it, it's all kind of gone from, from there, and they've done a really good job, been a regular kind of feature now at festivals and, and so on. Um, 
if you want to know more about them, Bushcraft Beer, Michael has done uh, an interview with Tom, uh, which is very interesting, all about how they're brewing there at the moment and their journey and what they're doing, doing stuff, so well worth a listen. Okay, cool. Um, Much better listen than listening yes, to a swaffle. Far more useful. Um, they've done 26 different style categories so far, though there's a bit of overlap in some of those. Yeah. And within their saisons, they've done 18 different saisons. Uh, so we've got number six, which is the Lyman Motueka, which is down as you... So this is 5.3, this one. They say it's normally about five and a half, depending on, on how it's brewed. And the recipe does change a little bit, I think, from time to time. It's just the kind of broad outline. The recipe's the same each time. Yeah. So you know my hatred of adding things to beer. Yep. Obviously, this has got lime added to it. It has. I'm not offended by it. No, I, I think you've softened in your old age. No, no, not at all. Like, so lime, like, if I have a gin and tonic, yeah, mm. I have a lime, and, or, and if I'm really lucky, a piece of lemon as well, and that adds to bringing out the gin and tonic. It brings something to bring some of the flavours out. Yeah. And I actually think that this lime is not added to add a flavour. It feels like it's actually added to enhance the flavour yeah. more than to add a flavour. Um, and I think it's quite delicately done as well. Yeah. Like... If you hadn't, if I hadn't seen on the bottle it was lime, I would go. This has got a real lime taste to it, but I wouldn't have suggested that it had got lime added to it. Yeah. It's much more of a what I like to call a shoulder. It is indeed a you shoulder. Know, it, it's yeah. a little shoulder of lime added to it to enhance the flavour, and I think that's a fantastic thing. Like people adding things to beers could learn a lot from drinking this kind of beer yeah. because it's just so delicately done. And it's not over the top that actually it improves it rather than detracting from it. Yeah, it doesn't overwhelm, does it? No. And I think with a saison, um, because I know you're saying it's specific to what we're seeing saisons being brewed here now, um, but you know that peppery spiciness yeah. and the lime actually live together in a flavour. And um, in, ter- in terms of tradition, like there's there's a lot of tradition of doing odd stuff anyway. Like Belgium, this is a Belgian style and it's tradition, and the Belgian style is do whatever you want. Mm. Like, there's a lot of tendency for them to say, well, I do it this way, and I don't care what anybody else does. Yeah, that's so mainly because Belgian of, beers are a bit crap, though. They're not. They're awesome. They're don't start it. They're awesome. Yeah. I'd give them a um, Yeah, you'd miss all the good stuff. No, this, I think you're right. This is a great balance. I think the, the lime and the motueka work really well together. It's yeah. a really clever pairing of, of flavours. and I think it's a fantastic pairing of flavours. I really do feel that, actually, the whole drink comes together... With, with the saison. Like, it's almost like somebody's sat down and give it a great deal of thought. Like, what goes with saison? Yeah. And, you know, like, I think the lime, the lime just works super well. It, the it hops, keeps it really refreshing The hops as well. are good, but they're not dominant, yeah. which they shouldn't be in a saison for me. Like, as much as a hop monster I am, I want them delicately hopped, not heavily hopped. Um, this is just super well put yeah. together. It's, 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 um, it's a triumph of adding a flavour. And I think given that saisons... Yeah, as we know them today, they're, they're all about that kind of refreshing kind of quality. Mm. I think that line works really well for that. It keeps the whole thing crisp and, and refreshing rather than letting it become too overwhelmed by that spice. And it does keep pulling me back towards thinking about gin and tonic. Mm. Uh, like, it really no, just, I and, I, and I know they're not, they're not neighbours in the flavour the flavor category, but they actually, it really does. It just keeps pulling me back to that, and I can't help but think I want to go home and have a gin and tonic right now. <laughs> Um, beer that makes you want to drink gin and tonic. Yeah. Are you ready to go with your score? Because yeah, I've been going first a lot. You recently. have. That's because you make opinions quickly. 
No, because uh, I'm normally right and I don't question myself like you do. Oh. Confidence. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. Um, I think it's one of those deceptive ones that I'm finding massively easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's kind of wow. It's just I, I find my glass emptying its own. Yeah, and so, sign of a good uh, beer. Indeed. Really refreshing. Sign of a good beer or sign that I'm, I'm nicking your beer. <laughs> or both. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, a great day to have it on because it's very warm now and this nice and cold is perfect. Um, I'm going to go with eight and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree that um, it's perfect for this kind of, um, this kind of weather. Um, it's very refreshing, very easily drinkable, very quaffable. Um, a, a, a triumph of adding flavour. Um, I think it's a very good beer. I knew I liked Brew by Numbers anyway. I like them a little more now. Mm. Um, I am going to go nine. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, I, 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 I kind of love the crack and tell you to go away. Who's that? Hello? Yes, I will tell everybody about the session that we're doing at the Birmingham Beer Bash Friday. Yeah, I know there's two sessions, and I promise to let them both know about our coffee beer and coffee pairing uh, session that me and Roland are doing at the Craft Birmingham Beer Festival Beer Bash um, <laughs> place, and uh, that people can still buy tickets for the afternoon one, but the evening one is sold out, and there are no more tickets left. I promise to let all the people know that. Okay, thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, let, let's not tell anybody about the session. Oh, do you think we'll have beer groupies? No. Like, because I go to coffee events, and, like, <laughs> I'm a zedless celebrity in the world of coffee, but, like, I do have coffee groupies that want selfies, and do you think we'll have them at the beer I, I don't think they'll be selfies. Do you think they'll be, like, men no. with big beer bellies sticking out their T-shirts, and, can I have my photo with you with my camera card out? He'll try and take it with his camera I card. think you're the one doing the photos. Yeah, yeah, so we are doing a a fringe festival yeah. type thing. We're doing one of the sessions at the, the Beer two Bash. The Bir- two of them. Birmingham Beer Bash uh, on the... Which is starting tonight, on Thursday night, starts... I've got a meeting tonight, and I've got to try and find a way of getting out of the meeting early enough to get into Birmingham before 10.30, so I can at least hit last orders there. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. I always enjoy the beer bash the last few years. It's been on. It's been amazing. Um, and I know they put a huge amount of effort from a lot of guys who aren't professional beer people yep. to go into making this all happen. And I, think, I think that's very great. mean of you to, to call the guys. Is it it's, um, Sturchley? Like, yeah. I think it's professional. <laughs> okay, yes, no, no. Are you saying that Sturchley White is unprofessional no, in that service and approach to craft beer? <laughs> Are you listening to this, guys? Sorry, Chris. This was sorry. Roland. Sorry. Chris, and this is Roland slagging you off here. Um, yeah. And on Otherton also. Yeah, we are Are you are saying now. Otherton aren't very professional in their style and approach to what they do within the beer industry? <laughs> is this what you're saying, Roland? Because I think that you're all very professional at the Birmingham Beer Bash. It is. And, it's uh, on tape. I'm sure nobody will pay any attention. Yeah. They'll never hear that I said that. No, it, I, for me, it's one of the, the, one of the best beer festivals um, that happens. Uh, not just in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in the country, it, it's very friendly. Yeah. Um, I think they're... Beer selection is excellent, yeah, um, and it is run by people who are passionate about it and not just looking to make money. Yeah, you, um, and you really get that sense of it's a group of people who come together wanting Birmingham to have 
an opportunity to drink great beer. And, and that, some competitors come together that are not necessarily the best of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, but they're definitely. They want the best for the Birmingham beer scene. Yeah, um, and. Um, yeah, no, I think it's fine. I mean, a little. I know. I remember the first one, like Brewdog being extremely helpful because they just opened at that time yeah. and helping it come together as well. I mean, this is like a hat tip to Brewdog Day, but that, that it, people like that getting involved. Yeah. I think there's a lot of volunteers um, that, that are all around that kind of craving arms kind of. Yeah. Now we've got tilts as well, yeah. but we've got you know the the Brewdog there as well, and you've got like and cherry like reds and. Birmingham, Birmingham beer scene has really kicked off the last few years. And, and yeah, and yeah. I, I think that this is definitely like a, it's a high point in the year for it, isn't it? It's a crystallising what they're. It is. Bit, it has been it. as though we're appearing. That makes yeah, it the highlight it. for them. We well, are the highlights of the whole festival. Um, there are tickets for Friday uh, afternoon session. There are indeed. There's tickets as well. I think for some of their other stuff. They've got founders tasting Screw on. Screw the other stuff. Who cares yeah. about that? <laughs> Duh. They should have given us a Saturday session. Yeah, you could, you could, you could see me, all three of us, me, Steve, and his ego, and and there'll still be room just about for some beer and some coffee. It's only an ego if it's not true, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's still an ego. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I'm comfortable with my ego. <laughs> I don't think it's big enough. Um, right. I <laughs> on guess, that bombshell. And on that bombshell, I suppose we should um, we should do the deed and we, we should, should drink up. And shut up, we are done.